0: but you will receive power. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Greetings my friends. We're moving on today in our study of Acts chapter 1. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at verses 6 through 11 and encountering Luke's account of the ascension of Christ. And uh, there's lots to unpack here, so let's uh, prepare our hearts um, by going to the Father in prayer before we dig into the Word. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We give you thanks once again for your Word. In this season of Thanksgiving, oh God, we give you thanks that you are an incredibly generous God. We cannot possibly outgive you, uh, and we cannot possibly exhaust your resources. (laughs) And so, Lord God, we just give you thanks that you are ridiculously, wonderfully giving, and um, you proved that in giving us your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Father, uh, tune our ears to the sound of your voice as we study your Word today, and we give you thanks for it, as always, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here's Luke 1, 6 through 11. Luke writes, As he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So in verse 6, we see the disciples are gathered together and the Lord is with them. This is the post-resurrection Jesus, uh, the resurrected Christ. In his resurrected body, in the period of time uh, following his resurrection until his ascension, and we're right on the cusp of his ascension here, and they have and the disciples have a question for him. They say, "Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel?" And Jesus responds by saying, "It's not for you to know the time or season that the Father has fixed by His own authority." I think it's a curious question that they're still wanting to know (laughs) when Jesus is going to come through as their political Messiah. He clearly is triumphant over anything life can throw at you. That's the message of the resurrection. There is nothing life can throw at you. There is no illness. There is no sorrow. There is no grief. There is no pain. There is no challenge. Uh, that life can throw at you, that the empty tomb is not the remedy for. Um, And so Jesus is triumphant over death. He's triumphant over illness. He's triumphant over brokenness. He's triumphant over the limitations of this earthly life. And that's the message of the grave, that in Christ we are overcomers. But it's curious to me, despite what they know about Jesus as their spiritual Messiah, that they are still stuck on this issue of wanting him to be their political messiah. When are you going to fix the things that are wrong in the here and now, in this earthly existence of ours? The imbalance of power. Rome is brutal. And Jerusalem, Israel, we're second-class citizens. When are you going to fix that, Lord? (laughs) Uh, And he says in verse 7, It's not for you to know. Um, What God has fixed by his authority, God has fixed. Everything in its due time, brothers. But you will receive power, he says in verse 8, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive spiritual power, Holy Spirit power, when the Holy Spirit is revealed. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. You will be my witnesses in all Judea. You will be my witnesses in Samaria and to the end of the earth. Your calling is not that you would have political victory, political ascendancy on this earth, but that you would be faithful to be my witnesses, that you would tell the world about my love, that you would tell the world about their Redeemer. That is my plan for your lives, brothers that you would be my witnesses in all the world, uh, starting where you live and then moving out beyond where you live to your uh, neighboring peoples. And then from the neighboring areas to people groups that you're not so fond of, the Samaritans, uh, the ones that you look down your own noses at, and you're going to tell them about my love. And then you're going to go tell the world about my love, as we um, go and take this message to the whole earth, and then in verse nine, Luke says, when he had said these things as they were looking on, he was lifted up into a cloud and taken away into heaven, and they stood staring, watching him go, and then all of a sudden, these two men in white robes, angels we can presume, come and say, Men of Galilee, why are you looking into heaven?' This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come back the same way that you saw him go. And so he says, hey, you got work to do. Um, Why are you staring at the sky? Jesus is gone. Now go be busy about what he's set you to be busy about doing. And when he's ready to return, he will come the same way that he left. This is a really powerful moment. And uh, sometimes we get distracted from our mission. We wind up looking into the sky and we're distracted by uh, things that uh, don't really deserve our attention instead of being focused on the things that do let's be focused on the master's work today my friends and uh, god bless you as you celebrate the thanksgiving holiday here in the united states with your families and loved ones and maybe may we be busy about the father's work god bless